At first, it was just a nagging tickle in his throat. Later, a pit in his sour stomach that wouldn't go away. Then, something completely profound and material happened, bringing into focus his own mortality. Confined to bed, as his mind raced with thoughts of death, he began to feel he knew how his life would end, and even had an idea when. It was that strange look the matron of the house gave him. She brought him up a glass of lemonade, and without a word, exited the room and walked down the stairs. And he considered that silence, ambiguous as it was, to be the impetus for his demise. So it was afterward that the local doctor, hired by the matron, showed up to check in on him. Whisper, the man said upon greeting the doctor. The last thing he wanted was for the matron to suspect they were talking about her. She was probably listening anyway, her ears to the wall in the next room. You want I should whisper? The doctor asked with a raised eyebrow. He was puzzled by this bizarre request but would begin to understand once the inmates started making accusations. The doctor knew the matron was being paid to care for these people. She was a nurse, a custodian of good health, and, maybe the most important of all, a Christian, a woman of God, certainly no threat to this man. Yes, the man said in a hushed tone. What seems to be the problem? the doctor asked. In fact, as they talked upstairs, the matron was not snooping around outside the door or listening through the wall in the adjacent room. Instead, she stood in the kitchen downstairs. The home she owned on Prospect Street in Windsor had an average of twenty beds filled at any one time. She and her husband had opened for business as a quasi-convalescent nursing home four years earlier, and had an impeccable reputation within the community for catering to the aged. According to what this inmate was saying, however, she had stood many a night in that kitchen below his bedroom mixing a deadly elixir of freshly squeezed lemons, warm water, a touch of sugar to liberate the bitterness, and, he claimed, a pinch or two of poison. Poison? What type of poison exactly the man didn't know. All he could be sure of was that someone had better do something about the woman before she killed him and God knew how many others. Mr. Matthewson, the doctor recalled later, told me that she was trying to poison him to get his money and that she had put the poison in some lemonade she had given him. As the doctor checked him over, Mr. Matthewson pointed to a small sofa chair in the room. There, he said. It's over there. The doctor looked toward the chair. He didn't see anything. What in heaven's name was Matthewson talking about now? There was a small bottle underneath the cushion, Matthewson explained. He had saved a gulp from the glass of lemonade she had given him the day before, bottled it, and hidden it underneath the cushion. I want you to take that, Matthewson explained, and I want you to test it. Matthewson was sure the test would prove the woman was a murderer. 
The doctor walked over to the cushion and found the bottle, opened it, put his nose to the lid and took in a deep breath. A pause. Then he smiled and slowly put the bottle to his lips.